to the Fit Fact King podcast, where we share the experiences of athletes, personal trainers, and health coaches. We talk about their struggles, mindset, habits, motivation, and most importantly, why they started. If you're looking to optimize your health, then this is the podcast for you. In a world of misinformation, get the facts about getting fit with your host, Amar Greywald. Hello and welcome to the new episode of Fit Fat King podcast. Today's guest is all the way from Austin, Texas. She started her journey very young age and now she is training people from online classes, also in person in outdoor areas. With a great mindset and a motivation, she has the ability to push her clients through to different challenges. Please welcome Tara. Okay, welcome Tara. Welcome to this uh, podcast. I'm happy to have you here to share your experiences uh, about your fitness journey. So please um, tell audience about yourself, what you do and what is the fitness for you. Thanks for having me. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, my name is Tara. I am in Austin, Texas, born and raised, and I'm a certified personal trainer through the American Council of Exercise. I've been recently certified through them. I had a different certification, but I've been doing personal training and small group training um, for over four years now. Very nice. Um, so what, what, is, what is health for you? What, what do you think is health for anyone, not just you? Uh, for me, it's uh, physical, of course, but it's also mental and emotional. <laughs> yes. um, you know, all of the categories. I think for everyone, it's definitely different because there are so many different ways that you can get healthy for yourself. But um, health is just being physically active and having a healthy, balanced lifestyle. Yeah. I'm sure you probably get this asked a lot. Where do you find your motivation? So motivation is in my, I have an unpopular opinion about motivation to me. Uh, I believe it's a choice and I know that that can be harsh for some people, especially since most people uh, that I know of are not really motivated. Yep. So for me, I just make the choice. And once I get over that, uh, once I'm, you know, showing up to the gym or eating the things that I know that are going to help me reach my goals, um, seeing the results is also motivating and things start to become more motivating after I make that first initial choice to be motivated. Yeah. And also it comes to discipline as well. Once you got discipline, it's not really motivation. Yeah. And it becomes exactly. part of your routine. <laughs> yes. I agree with that. Yes. Yeah. With Okay, so um, I'm sure you have few clients uh, that you are training at the moment. Do they ever say to you, like, I don't feel like doing these. I don't feel like motivated. How do you tackle that? Yes, all the time. <laughs> all the time. Every, I think every day, actually. Um, so usually how I tackle that is, I t and usually it's I'm already training them, like face-to-face, -face, or I'm, texting them, uh, messaging them. So if it's face to face, I tell them, you know, well, you've showed up and 
showing up kind of like going back to motivation, showing up is 99% of the battle. And that's just, you know, once you've done that, I, I got the rest. And so when they're saying I didn't feel motivated, but most of the time they've showed up anyways, I tell them, okay, then that's, that's all I need. Like I got the rest. Um, if it's over text, maybe it's an online client that I don't train face to face or, you know, in person, usually I, I try to press into that a little bit more. Okay. Well, what's going on here? What do you, are you feeling overwhelmed? Um, what's not attainable for you? Is it, is it the goals? Is it the process or is there something going on in your personal life? And, um, and so sometimes I'll try to tackle it from that way. Nice. So how do you track their results? Like if someone's falling behind with their training or eating schedule, do you have, uh, any platform that you follow to track their results or they just give you text you or email you their results? Like if they are focusing on the meals properly, if they're focusing on the um, exercise properly, Yeah. So, um, I actually have a franchise. I own a franchise with the company called camp gladiator and they have a system online in our back office where, uh, if certain out in person or online clients, basically if they don't check into a workout, um, in like two weeks, it kind of, it notifies me. And so I'm able to go to that report and see all of the names of the people who haven't checked into a workout in about two weeks. And so I'll, t- I'll shoot them a text, um, just to check in on them. And I've been doing that a lot more, you know, with the new year because everybody takes breaks over the holidays. Yes. So that's how I usually keep track or I have, I kind of just notice because I'm very interactive with all of my clients. So I'll kind of think, Oh, I haven't actually talked to this person in a while. I wonder <laughs> how they're doing. Like, so that's, it's usually more the physical activity part of things. Yeah. Um, since I'm not a registered dietitian, I don't do a ton of nutrition. Yeah, exactly, I give, yeah. I give advice and my own opinions, but I'm more in the training side of it. So, um, so if they're not, my biggest thing is just getting, getting them to show up. And then, um, with my in-person clients, I, I, really push them to lift heavier weights. And so most of the time, how I track their progress is about once a month, we do a heavy strength week. And if I notice that they haven't gotten heavier weights, I'll either bring them heavier weights or, um, and have them use them or encourage them to go buy some heavier weights. And I, and I do a lot of communication on my virtual workouts where I'm communicating. If, if you're not feeling pushed or if you're not feeling like by this rep with this exercise and it's time to go heavier. So I'm just trying to over communicate virtually. So, so camp gladiator helps me a lot with being able to keep track of everybody, but, um, also just being in communication with my clients and hearing from them where they feel like they're at in their progress. Yep. That sounds, that sounds awesome. So I'm sure you have, um, some female clients and some guys clients. Um, with the beginners, what advice would you give them as someone is who's starting it, their journey today? either it's an old person or a young person because everyone starts somewhere, you know, what's the best advice you would give them? That's a great question, especially with it being January, everyone's trying to start a healthier lifestyle. And I think the 
biggest advice, number one thing is I say, do not hit the ground running and don't try to do everything at one time. I think when people try to make a lifestyle change and want to be healthier, they, most people will try to do the physical activity and the diet all in one day. They just want to change everything. They're fed up. They've had enough. They just want to change everything. And so with a lot of my clients, when they first start out, I tell them, I'm not going to talk to you about nutrition. I'm not going to talk to you about what I think you should do outside of just our training, because right now let's try to achieve two to three workouts a week at a consistent pace. And then in a month or two, when you've done that, we'll take the next step. So doing one small habit change and focusing on that. And once that has become a normal part of routine, like we said, discipline, Yes. then another small habit change and then another small. And so I think people, I just tell them, don't hit the ground running. So you will overwhelm yourself, which sets you up for failure. It's a great advice. Yes. I understand. I, I also agree to that. Like, you know, small changes, you add small changes into it and slowly, slowly it becomes part of your routine that you don't have to focus on big things to start with. What do you think the bad foods or drinks when people are losing weight and they're still consuming that <laughs> because you probably hear them or see them a lot. <laughs> yeah. Are you saying like when a client of mine has a poor nutrition and they think that they should be losing weight, but they're not? Yeah. So I just, I believe in awareness and yeah. um, I always encourage my clients if they've never tracked their food, like on my fitness pal, then I encourage them to take time to make a week where you don't change your diet. You just mm. track, you just, you just track to see what you're putting in your body with what you, what type of lifestyle you already have. And, and then I actually have them sometimes like screenshot what they've eaten and send it to me. And, um, and they already know they can see it. Um, and so awareness being able to track, I think will help you become aware because most people, even today, my husband was making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> and That's tempting. And most, I know it is. Well, you know, it's, it's not bad. It's fine, but it's just funny that most people believe that peanut butter is a good source of protein and it is peanut butter is a healthy source of protein, but actually it has twice as many fats in the, in a serving than it does protein, not bad, good fats. So he's measuring it out. And like just the peanut butter on his one slice of bread was 400 calories. And yeah, it's, a, that's a lot. And for some people that's their deficit, that's your deficit for weight loss. So I think just being aware, you know, our salad dressings, our coffee creamers, not, and those things aren't bad, but just being aware of how much you're putting on there, I yes. think is important. Exactly. I think the, when you count your calories, you don't, you don't realize how much you're eating. Yeah. You know, you think, oh, it's a small thing, but it's small thing can have 200 calories. Which you, I know. which you don't even care about. <laughs> it adds up. And alcohol is one of those things that is, I know for some people, if they just cut out one thing and alcohol being, could be one of those things, 
then it's like, wow, I lost eight pounds in a month, just cutting alcohol out. That's it, yeah. So it's like those little things and not that alcohol is bad, everything in moderation, but it's definitely one of those things that adds up. Yep. So if someone's losing weight, so suppose there is a, it's an overweight person and he wants to lose weight. What are the three main key changes you suggest them to start with? I know it's exercise and then diet and all that, but other three main key changes that you think it's it, it, like they are very important for, for the fat, fat loss or losing weight. No, that's a great question. I, I love that you're specifying a specific demographic and um, I am a big believer that it's never too late to start a, you know, active, healthy lifestyle. Yep. So if I have an elderly person who wants to start the three things I would tell them is, Number one, start walking. Um, I think people have a concept in their head of like, okay, well, being active means I have to do these really intense workouts. (laughs) And that's not true at all. Um, In fact, a lot of days I just go for walks and I believe it's a really underrated form of exercising. It's good for anybody and everybody, but especially people who are elderly because it's low impact. Um, Endurance training is ideal for elderly. So I would say, start going for walks. It doesn't matter how long, it doesn't matter the distance, just go for a walk out. Being outside is also really good for your mental health. And so I would say, number one, start going for regular walks. Number two, I would say focus on getting half your body weight in ounces of water per day. Mm -hmm. That's the normal recommended, um, like, uh, amount to drink per day. So, um, and I think that's a very achievable, you know, attainable small habit change that, you know, elderly people can make drinking half their body weight in ounces. And the third thing would be to have a serving of fruits and vegetables with every meal, um, fruit in the morning and then, you know, vegetables at lunch and dinner and, and you don't need a track to do that. Right. And that's a way that you can replace maybe something that's higher in calories and low in nutrition with something like a serving of fruit and vegetables. It's going to be high in nutrition and lower in calorie. Yep. That's a really great advice. Um, so you as a personal trainer, what's your daily routine? So how do you start your day up end to the end? So each day is so different for me. (laughs) Um, So I'll just start with like Mondays. So I I don't train every day. Mondays, I'm waking up at um, usually six in the morning and I I train my online group class. So on Zoom, I do a group training. Um, And so I have, you know, 20 to 30 people get on that Zoom and I do an hour long full body workout um, every Monday, Wednesday and Friday morning. And then usually after that, I'm like texting them. I just shoot them a text. I'm telling them like, Hey, I'm really proud of you for showing up or reaching out to somebody that, you know, showed up that I have not trained before. Mm. Um, and then usually I'm getting ready for my next class. And so I'm like programming that workout. If I haven't gotten to it already, I have a 12, 15 PM outdoor person class that I train here in Austin, Texas, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So I train my small group class. I, then I usually come home, do some more work. (laughs) (laughs) And then I head to the gym, um, 
usually around three and I do like a lifting session, um, for about an hour, come home, eat, and then I'm getting ready for my evening class that I teach. So you do Um, this full time. Yes, sir. I do full time. Now, Tuesdays and Thursdays and like over the weekends, I'm not training. Uh, I work from home. And so like today I don't have any class, but I woke up, I read a book, like a chapter in a book. Um, and then I'm just like getting on and programming my workouts, replying to client text messages, um, just kind of catching up on work. I've got emails I've got to respond to. Um, and then I usually try to do some form of cardio again, whether that's going for a walk or sometimes I'll go to a class or maybe go to, it's really whatever I feel like doing for cardio. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so that every day is a little bit different if it depends on if I'm teaching my classes or not. Yep. Did you ever train with your clients? Yeah. So I do the in-person, but I do small group classes. So I do in-person. I have an afternoon and an evening one that I do. So I train them and they're small groups right now, especially it being so, um, COVID has kind of gotten worse again in Austin, Texas, where we went back to stage five recently. Um, and so the classes were, um, around 10 people per class. So that's usually my average, um, outcome. So I'm, I'm like training them. It's, it's a group fitness, but I'm like really personal over them. Like I'm going up to them and helping them perform and encouraging them throughout the workout. Nice. Okay. Um, as you just mentioned about this COVID, what do you think these last two years of pandemic has changed in people's habits or, you know, the impacts of the pandemic? Yeah, I actually did a work presentation on this. Um, So I've recently read some studies about this and I read an article that I found extremely interesting. And the title of it is the tale of two pandemics. And this doctor wrote about how, yes, obviously COVID is terrible, horrible pandemic, but he talked about how there's a, there was, there's a second pandemic going on in our country, specifically America, and how it's also like a big epidemic that's, um, has high death rates. And he was basically talking about a sedentary lifestyle and it's like over 30% of Americans are sedentary. And even for children, like young adults, it's also really high, um, higher than it should be. And so he just kind of went into all of the stats about the, um, American standard sedentary lifestyle. Yeah. And, what I found really interesting was that he said that even if you just walk outside for 15 minutes, that it can improve your lifestyle significantly. And I th- found that really interesting because that's obviously as a personal trainer, that's something I'm really passionate about. So I think that a lot of people when COVID hit for them, either they basically had two choices. They could either take advantage of it and, you know, stay active and, yep walk outside, um, or they, uh, curled up into a ball, (laughs) (laughs) you know, which is understandable. This was very hard for all of us to go through. And so, um, I, I know a ton of people are obviously working from home and, and I hope that more people start to take advantage of that. I know that, um, it's difficult when you have to leave for a job, come home, take care of your kids and everything. And it's tough to want to go to the gym or come out to one of my classes. Right. 
And I've noticed that it's a lot better because people are home now. They want to get outside. They want to come see me. They want to be around their friends. And, and so it's kind of like two choices. And so I've, I've seen both ways to be honest. I have I've, two, yes. Yeah. I've seen people who are like, Nope, I'm not leaving my house. Like I'm not going anywhere. And they've become more sedentary than they were, or they've taken advantage and Hey, I get to work from home. I'm not traveling as much. My life is a little bit less stressful. So I'm going to go out, be outside, be in a group of people. Um, so yeah, I've seen both ways really. Yep. Because I think, um, America was a little bit different. Australia was, um, like we were locked down. So we just had one hour to exercise outside with one person. But, um, there are a lot of people who were just you know, buying weights, buying bands or anything to use at home because you have plenty of time, you know, yeah. once you, once you finish work, you have all afternoon to do anything. Some people just sit on the couch, watch TV. Some people just, you know, started training and some people have become really fit in this pandemic. So it's, it, it worked both ways, as you said, like, you know, you've seen, you know, both ways, which is very common. Um, I think you already said about alcohol, but what do you think is the main effect on the health of alcohol? The main effects of health on alcohol. Um, so alcohol is not bad. Um, I, I definitely enjoy, I'm a social drinker and I, I really like wine. I think that it really depends. Um, I, I believe that alcohol can react differently depending on um, your body composition. So somebody who's active and relatively lean alcohol is probably not going to um, affect you too much if you have it in moderation. But if you have a sedentary lifestyle and you might be overweight, maybe even in the obese range, alcohol could probably be very uh, damaging to your health. And so, um, I think it's important to drink in moderation. And I think it's also one of those things that people, obviously, I don't know about Australia, but in America, alcohol consumption went up 40% since COVID. Yes. Which 40% is, is so much like that's insane. And it's because it's been, like I said, very difficult for everyone to go through. Um, so it's kind of our way to cope, I guess. So Um, I think it is important to maybe allow that to be something that people are open to considering having less of, not just because of the physical aspects, but because, well, this is something that I'm just like trying to ignore my problems. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I'm turning to this. Hopefully not. It could just easily be one of those things. So um, I think that if you're an active person and you're drinking in moderation, you don't need to worry about it really affecting your fitness or health goals. Um, but like I said, if, if you already have an unhealthy lifestyle, then it's definitely going to be one of those things. That's like, this is causing more harm than good. It is. It is hundred <clears throat> percent. So as a personal trainer, what's your biggest strength? <laughs> um, that's a really good question. I think being, I think being a cheerleader, I think being a motivator, I think that's what I hear from my clients. One of the biggest compliments that I get is just, being some, being there and encouraging them, whether that's on my virtual class or my in-person, um, I'm just, like I said, showing up is 99% of the battle. And 
I'm inspired by all of my clients. Every time they show up, we have busy lives. Um, life is crazy and there's a lot going on all the time. And so for them to choose to make the time for themselves, whether that's them logging on zoom with me or showing up in person, that's inspiring to me. And, um, and so I just want to make it as much of a positive experience as possible, encouraging them throughout the workout to push themselves, but also allowing them to take breaks and modify as much as they need to. And so that's, I think my biggest strength is I'm really good at motivating and um, giving people a good workout at their fitness level. So are you the one of the trainers who say, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. My neighbors, you know, when COVID hit and I had to go virtual, my neighbors were like, I can hear you down the street in the morning, like (laughs) yelling. (laughs) So yeah, I'm in my garage teaching my virtual class and I'm I'm like yelling at my computer. I'm like, come on guys. (laughs) So yes, that's me. (laughs) So what's the opposite? What's your biggest challenge being a personal trainer? Biggest challenge? Um, Probably being a salesperson, um, you know, having a franchise and um, going out to do like um, a sales pitch or like set up a table booth somewhere. I'm not really a salesperson. I'm good at selling, but just because I'm good at it doesn't mean that I enjoy it, you know? (laughs) So I just hate selling stuff to people. Um, I'm passionate about what I do. So I think that that's why I'm good at it because you can tell that I'm genuine when I, you know, want people to sign up for a, a trial or like a challenge that's going on. So I think just being a salesperson, cause a lot of the time, like I could be a pushy salesperson, but that's just icky to me personally, not that it's bad for other people, but, um, and so I think when someone's like, no, I'm not interested. Like, I don't want to be healthy. I don't want to be active. I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so that's and probably friends. They are like that. Yeah, that's they, definitely they something say, I can like, work on. We're all going to die one day. So why become healthy? <laughs> yeah, which is such a, you know, such a negative mindset. Exactly. I, had, I had somebody, I was uh, set up in front of a store and I had like my table set up and I was selling four week trials. And um, some guy was walking out of the store and I said something like, hey, do you want to get some, you know, free personal training? And he said, I'm a fat, old, lazy guy and I'm always going to be a fat, old, lazy guy or something. He said something like that. I mean, like he just like looked at me and yelled it and he wasn't trying to be rude, <laughs> but I just thought, you know, with that attitude, yes. Like yes, with your you mindset, like this. you're right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, okay, agree. Yeah. We'll all die eventually. But, but like, you're not going to feel your best. If you're living a healthy, active lifestyle, like you, you will feel better about yourself. You will have more confidence. You won't have a ton of health issues. So it's quality of life is really how I look at it. Like, yeah, you're, you'll die, but like, what's your quality of life? Exactly. You know, you know it's, it also, it doesn't matter how old you get or, you know, what's your age when you are fit, you have so much energy, like, you know, you can just do anything in all day and then you don't get tired. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. But, and then some, there are people who are young if they do like eight hours or 10 hours work, they're tired and they come home and then, you know, they just bang straight on the bed. Yeah. Just because they're not being healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So when, when anyone new person starts with you, what do you expect from them? 
Well, uh, that's dangerous to have expectations because <laughs> everybody's so different. Exactly. But you, usually, um, un- unfortunately, most of the time I expect them to have motivation in the beginning. But then when the motivation runs out, they stop showing up. So um, unfortunately, that happens quite often. Yeah. It, sometimes you get those rare people, maybe like... <laughs> a two out of 10 or three out of 10 who are, you know, motivated or choose to show up all the time. And that's, that's great. And then, but then most of the time you have people who just have setbacks and, um, they'll have, you know, a surgery or something, a vacation, or they have to go out of town for work and then they come back and it's well, okay, well, I fell off the wagon for about a week and, um, they're not choosing to come back. And that's really where I have to be there for them to remind them of their goals and the reasons why they have these goals and to bring them back to showing up for themselves. And those people that have the setbacks, but come back and continue to show up, even if it's a struggle, I can tell will be successful with their goals. 100%. Because no matter what type of lifestyle you have or goals, everyone has setbacks. Everybody. I have setbacks. I go on vacation. Yeah. I've got work conference here. I'm, you know, I've taken weeks from working out off. And so everyone has setbacks. It's, are you going to choose to show up and get back on the wagon when you come back? So most of the time it's, I'm having that kind of experience. So I kind of expect, okay, well, when a setback happens, then I'll decide if they're going to, you know, make it because they'll, sh- they'll come back or they won't come back. Yes, exactly. How many people you may run away? <laughs> <laughs> Do I make run away? <laughs> yeah, how many people you may run away, like giving them hard time, you know, hard workouts. Or yeah. Well, usually when they first start out, I'm modifying the workout to th- just push them enough at their level, but nothing, nothing that is not doable. That's a big deal for me. Like I want you to feel challenged, but I also want you to be able to do what I've programmed. Yep. And so, um, I don't think that, I mean, there's been a few times where I've in my in-person workout specifically where I've had someone, you know, just, Oh, I brought my friend, like, or, you know, I brought my cousin who's staying with me and, and I'm meeting them for the first time. I didn't know that they were going to be there, which is fine. I, you know, I like having people come out to my workouts and I'll tell them, okay, like I've never trained you before. So I usually ask them if they have any injuries, but I tell them, Hey, this is going to be a tougher workout because everybody else has been super consistent, but I want you to take it easy. I want you to take breaks, like quote your own pace. And they won't listen to me and (laughs) they feel competitive and they'll, you know, they'll push themselves too hard. And like, I've had people throw up. I've had people (laughs) almost nearly pass out because I've given them the pep talk that I need to give them, but then they choose something else. Yes. And (laughs) they end up like not coming back. I think they, they, what they think when they come in, they say like, oh, he's, he's, he or she's going to think I'm weak. You know, I can't do this. To show someone you're putting your body into so much trouble, it is going to affect on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then these people don't realize that. Like when someone starts with me, I always two, three weeks, I always just say like to do the whole body, you know, get your body used to these exercises, you know, movements, and then we'll start from there. But some people, nah, I want to do it today. I want to just, let's go, let's go. So it doesn't work that way. 
Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> so if they've ran away, it's because it was their fault. <laughs> <laughs> because I think um, there's many people will come in. Okay, I'm ready to start, but two three weeks on, they lose it. They say like, okay, mm-hmm. I can't do this, you know. And then they start giving ex- excuses. Oh, I got late from work. Sorry, couldn't make it. Because I had last year someone who was who started the both husband wife started and then they dropped out after two weeks <laughs> so mm-hmm. like, we can't do this we're too busy as so, well it was pandemic so they were home all day and they were still busy i said okay no worries <laughs> yeah i mean you that's can't priority force someone to change their life mm-hmm. yeah but yeah so the main question i ask everyone <clears throat> Why did you start changing other life? So first you started your change your own life, but why did you do this that you think like it's, it's a, it, for you to change someone else's life. So why, what's the main reason? The main reason is I want to help people. I want to serve others, but I also want to bring a positive impact onto people's lives with everything going on, there's a lot of negativity in the world. And especially in the fitness world, I feel like people think that they can't ever achieve the body that they want or the lifestyle that they want. Cause they think it's too hard. Um, just a lot of fitness myths out there. And so I want to really debunk a lot of the fitness myths in the industry to show that, no, this is possible. You can, you can enjoy your life and it can be a healthy lifestyle at the same time. But also I want, I want to be a trainer that is a positive impact, like being not like those drill sergeant people who are just like, you know, <laughs> give me more burpees. You know, yeah. I just, I want to be positive. I want to be the workout that people look forward to because I'm going to speak life into them and encourage them. And they, again, they feel like they've uh, achieved something, but they've also uh, challenged themselves. So mostly just being a positive impact on others. Yep. Um, have you noticed in these past few years, how this social media has changed the industry? Oh yeah. It's, it's changed a lot. So, um, I mean, I wouldn't have as many clients as I have without it. So that there's a lot of positives for sure. Um, I think that it has the good and the bad because like the good is I have a lot of clients that are training with me right now who are seeing results, who found me on Instagram or TikTok. And I think that's great. I love social media, Um, but it can be extremely toxic because people are not being truthful. Exactly posing certain ways that are not attainable and being deceitful. I mean, I think that there's a lot of lying by omission, you know, when you choose to pose a certain way or edit your photos and then post it, it's just, to me, that's not right. And so I, I don't put any filters on any of my photos. I don't edit any of them. They're completely raw. Like all of my videos are raw. Like, so I think it's important to be real um, because there's too much fakeness out there, but there's also not only like visually, but people selling products that are just complete bull crap and <laughs> misleading people all the yes. time. It's terrible. It's and all just money-making thing. 
Oh, absolutely. Money is the number one motivator. And I've, you know, my clients are always coming to me like, Hey, what do you think about this product? Like I saw this fitness guru post this, like I wanted to buy this product. Like, what do you think about it? I'm like, it's garbage. Do not get it. Like it's garbage. It's not, you are going to waste your money most of the time. So do you, do you use, um, advise them to any supplements or anything to, or, what would you suggest anyway? Yeah. So supplements are definitely not necessary. I always tell my clients they're not necessary to achieve any goal. They supplement a already healthy lifestyle, but I do, I do take a lot of supplements and I think that they can definitely help. So I take, I take protein powder pretty much every day. Um, I think taking a protein supplement is really important, especially with our American standard diet where it's full of, you know, carbohydrates and fats, which are good things. But, um, with the type of training that I do and that my clients do, we need a higher protein diet to achieve a more like lean look. So, um, I think I do a protein supplement every day. I take a pre-workout and I take creatine. Um, creatine is obviously like, it's a natural supplement. Um, it's also helps with recovery and it just helps with your hormones. And it's one of the most, you know, science backed researched, um, supplement out there. And so I take a creatine supplement every day. Um, and I take a fish oil cause I think that that's really important. Um, and so I take those supplements and so the, like, I never push anything on my clients. They, if they reach out to me, I'll tell them, Hey, this is what I recommend, yep. but I never tell them to take anything unless they've specifically reached out to me. Yep. But I think, um, you would say that like the protein is good, you know, even after the workout, any, any workout you do is just take one scoop of protein or, you know, with the, with the shake or anything. I think protein is the um, very common thing, which everybody can take. Oh yeah. It's definitely one of those things. Like I don't enjoy a protein shake. I'm not like looking forward to it. (laughs) And with my goals, I'm doing high protein and, um, and I do, um, I do like 30% of all of my calories are coming from protein, which is like nice. a lot of, yeah, that's like 140 grams, exactly. 150 grams per day. It's extremely hard to get that. And even if you're focusing on eating 20 to 30 grams per meal. So I do a protein supplement shake every day. I do two scoops actually, just so I can get to my goal. And it's kind of one of those things like, I don't like this. I don't enjoy it, but I just drink it and get it over with because, because it's it helps so much. Like I really started to notice a huge change in my body. I was doing the right workouts. And then I started to take the protein shake every day. And I was like, Oh my God. Like I felt like immediately I started to see actual muscle and definition and that tone, like lean look that a lot of women want to achieve was really when I started to take a protein shake every day. Yep. That's, that's really good. Um, I think we've covered everything and hopefully the people who will listen to this uh, will get um, good knowledge out of this. So if someone wants to contact you, what's the best contact Instagram? Yes, I'm very active on my Instagram. I love my Instagram. So I respond to most of my DMs and most of my DM requests. Um, there's also an email on there. That is my like Tara Ashton fitness at Gmail. Um, that one is also a really good way to reach out to me. Yeah, perfect. We'll put that in the show notes. Then people will contact you. <laughs> Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much, Tara, for coming in today. I loved having you on this show. And then I'm sure people will reach out to you after listening to you. The Thank one you. motivated personal trainer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate you reaching out and giving me this opportunity. Sure. Thank you very much, Tara. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fit Fact King podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leaving a review helps others find the podcast. Join us next time as we get the facts about getting fit.